right. It is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, and this is the Fight Business Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick OJ, and today we have a very special guest, the ringmaster of Fight Circus himself. You know, you know him from Fight Circus, you also know him from Full Metal Dojo, John Nutt. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, bro. I'm doing great. There's the B for Bangkok, if you will. Uh, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm, uh, I'm actually not in Bangkok at the moment. I'm in Phuket, Thailand, the Pearl of the Andaman. If you will. So uh, you're catching me on the literally again, you're in Austin, Texas. Yes. So I'm on yes. the opposite side of the planet. <laughs> Drill through and you will not find China, my friend. You will find us here in uh, Phuket. <laughs> I have, I've been to Phuket before. It's beautiful. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind drilling through and going to Phuket right now. It's it's not a bad place to be. <laughs> so. I'm I'm sure you wouldn't there. Texas, <laughs> Texas is where the where it's all happening though, right? You know what I mean? Everybody's leaving California for Texas. Everybody's leaving many a state for Texas these uh, these times. I used to uh, hunt in Hondo, Texas quite a bit. Ah, okay. So I, I am familiar with the territory. Been to the Alamo many a time. And uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i kind of jealous of you, even though, you know, the circumstances, the circumstances. Right, right. Of course. I mean, you know, we, we're both living the life. You know, that's that's really what this is about. We're both just like, living the dream. <laughs> the dream, <laughs> you know, <laughs> couldn't be having it any other way. Couldn't have it any other way. So exactly. So uh, you know, first things first. Got to talk about Fight Circus Volume One. I watched it. I absolutely loved it. What was amazing when when it first popped up on my radar. I, I first I thought, what what is this? You know, what what's going on? And then I saw the card listing. I saw the promo. The the Cam Soda put out. It was amazing. Uh, you know, hosting that, how, how crazy, I mean, you're known, you're known for your, if you're a showman, if, if not anything, you're, you're known for that. If how crazy was fight circus volume one compared to other events that you've hosted? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, again, that's like tough to, that's even like tough to answer. Cause, cause you realize that we're like on a short, short crew. And we're doing a very weird thing and we're doing it at a very weird time. And I feel like a lot of larger companies have the ability to sway COVID in their way. You know what I mean? Again, like, let's just look to the largest, the UFC. They get to do it. I mean, my man's meeting with Trump. You know what I mean? They get to do a lot of special things. Over here, I'm kind of the underground king and I ain't been crowned, if you will. And we do a lot of weird things and we work our ways around things, but it's pretty much me and a very, very limited team. So like in all honesty, like I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now, but we, we pulled off something that a lot of people that couldn't pull off in the world. So like, uh, you know, how did I feel about it? Like it, it was epic, man. It was epic. Like even being there, I was, it happened from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. You, you know what I mean? Like in a club, that's a nightclub that got done at 4 a.m. So from the events coordinating side, because I'm, I'm hands-on on everything. So from on the, on, the, on the events coordinating side, I stayed up all night to do that show. And then I stayed up, you know, we had the, the people leaving the club at 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., we had the ring going in there at 4.35 a.m. From an events coordination standpoint, nobody can mess with me. <laughs> nobody. Like, that is above and beyond events coordination. There are companies that can't do what I just did. So, um, yeah, I felt really, really, really good at it. It, it was a success all around. But um, from the events coordination side, huge success. Huge success. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, you know, ri ridiculous in terms of, you know, getting all of that done, especially with a skeleton crew. Uh, I've talked with other promotions who have, who have, you know, a small staff and they've talked about some of their challenges, but that's nothing compared to what you, you just mentioned. Uh, so that's, that, that's a whole other level. Bravo, sir, especially for what was put out. Bravo. Uh, you know, Another part of that, obviously, was social distance event in, in Bangkok. How was that for you, right? You know, uh, that, that's, again, you, you did your best to hype up the crowd. You were able to do that. But what was, did it feel that different to you? Or did it was feel kind of like another show, despite the crowd kind of being 
uh, you know, trimmed down. I work so many shows that like I've done the uh, inside the studio thing before over there in the States. That's not very done very much, but over here in Asia, the studio shows are done very regularly, uh, especially for boxing shows. I work, work point boxing, big shout out to them, mm. WB boxing. And uh, those are studio shows that are held pretty regularly. So I knew what I was in for. I knew what I was in for. Um, and I knew that I can perform as a kind of, again, as a clown. I know that I can be a clown. You know, that that's not hard for me at all. I am a clown, so it all works out. Um, uh, the tough thing was, again, like, the tough thing was we were going to do the show in Phuket. And a week before the show, we heard through the grapevine that people were not going to want us to do the show in Phuket. And so we had to make a last minute call and do it in Bangkok uh, at Insanity. And I want to, again, salute all of the people from Insanity. That group goes above and beyond to look after my back. Ben Baskins and all these human beings there, um, Don and all those guys. So they really, really took up the charge and they really, really helped us out. And um, man, it stars aligned. You know what I mean? Stars aligned. It was, it was awesome, bro. It was awesome. I mean, like we were only allowed 50 people. Okay. So like we sold tables for the event, like a normal crowd at any other kind of minor league, not minor league. I don't want to re reference it as minor league, but you understand what I mean. Like any kind of like smaller shows, lots of smaller shows go off and they, they sell the tables and they sell the tickets and stuff a major part of the income when it comes to the events coordinating and uh we weren't allowed to sell out but we were allowed to sell 50 tables so we made it a very exclusive show i went back to my roots of like the dare fight sports days when i used to do that and i uh i really like i harnessed in the energy of of going after uh a badass motherfucking crowd i can say fuck right yeah yeah you're good <laughs> so i went after like a badass motherfucking crowd of the people that i knew were going to be up all night and that would still enjoy going to another crowd. And remember that that Frankie Edgar fight was on at that time too. So I had a lot of people that were like still watching fights and they were willing to put up with a, you know, two and a half, three hour UFC card and then come see my shit. So yeah, it was awesome, bro. Was, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. And in terms of, uh, you know, just the, the partnership with Cam Soda, right? Because that that we we've seen cam soda kind of wade into the mma uh space before with the mma legend shows with with uh charlie horse and and some other people there uh you know how did that partnership come about how did you get that deal done because that was huge in terms of distribution i would imagine yeah well so like well and huge for the covid times right you know what i mean like huge for the covid times um so when I worked with Dare for Sports, Ben Stark was my fellow commentator on that show. Ben is back in Florida. He and I have stayed in touch. Um, we're obviously still very good friends. And when COVID happens, people need to take sidesteps. And I hit him up and I was like, listen, Cam Soda guys are one of the guys that I respect so much. And, I, and by the way, like I reach out to everybody in this in terms of shows. I think a lot of uh, MCs, a lot of commentators, a lot of other people, they offer their services and see where it goes, right? Well, Foil Dojo and everything that I've ever done in, in combat sports in terms of Thailand, I just felt was right up their alley. You know what I mean? So I contacted Ben Stark and I was like, I know you're in Miami, man. I know you know these guys. I know we got a product that's right up their alley. Do they want in on any type of thing? He introduced me to Icy Mike. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Icy Mike was like Kimbo Slice's manager. I mean, that, that's a dude that's been to all of the Dutta, all of the Dutta five thousands. You know what I mean? He is a signature. He has a signature stroke on that uh, Miami fight scene. Um, and the dude is a very, very nice guy. And personally, when I got to talking to him, and I got to talking to him about like what they do, you know they don't see themselves as any kind of 18 plus rated R pornography site. They see themselves as a streaming site, right? They're a streaming site. That guy, those guys have a team that made a sort of code that allows you to tip through the internet. 
they have that power. That that that's something that they're. I mean, they're doing it very, very, very well, right? And how do you think that they've done during uh, the COVID period? Very, very, very well. They did very well. Um, and so he wants to do other streaming. He wants to do fights. I've talked to him, man. They want to do race car driving. They want to do. They want. They want to do other things. You know what I mean? And it is a streaming platform that, like, for me, I thought that we fit um, brand wise. I thought that we fit very, very well together. Um, I am a huge fan of them, and I don't mean that like I go to the site or anything. You know, um, I'm a huge fan of what they do. I'm a huge fan of who they are business wise. I'm a huge fan of who they are behind the scenes, and um, and I think that there's a little bit of, uh, you know, to and fro on that. I think that they know who I am. I think that anybody that's in Bangkok, Thailand can be looked at as being shady, but I'm not shady, man. Like I, my moral compass is in the right way. Their moral compass is in the right way. Um, the one thing that we both agree on, though, which a lot of people these days don't in the fight industry, is that I personally believe that the fight industry should be rated R. Um, so I saw that as like a, a real, like, like I'm going to do a rated R project. I'm going to do it for a rated R audience. And if I'm on this site, it guarantees that it's rated R. Are, are you with me on that? Cause there, yeah. there's so many fight organizations right now that are going after the crappy demographic. And by crappy demographic, I mean, 14 year old girls. Like that's who buys things. Right. 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 So that's where the sport is being driven to. I mean, like personally, I liked the UFC way more when it wasn't on ESPN. I liked the UFC way more when it wasn't on Fox. And I don't think that fighting should be made for children. Um, I think, it's, I think this is man's man shit that we're doing. And uh, by being a part of the Cam Soda team, I enabled myself to go after that rated R audience and then say a bunch of dick fart, pussy fuck, fucking cunt, 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 cunt jokes online. Are you with me? And yeah, not, yeah. Have to explain, not have to explain myself. Well, John, why aren't you going after 14-year-old boys? Bro, they can do Taekwondo. I don't think they should be doing this man shit. Um, and I, by the way, I mean, like, you know, not saying that it's like a down downfall of society but hey you know i mean hey <laughs> you know we're talking about having we're talking about having joe rogan do it do a presidential debate I mean, what kind of clown show are we in you know what i mean like what kind of clown show did we turn into well i'll tell you what kind of clown show we turn into circus fights motherfucker we're coming for you ah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it is definitely not a bad time to be running circus fights. That's for sure. And and there there has been a lot of debate in terms of you know the the pushing that eighteen plus label back to sixteen or fifteen. And that's something I know that many promotions are trying to get that extra you know you know teen uh, audience. And that that's a whole different feel to it. I'm, I'm with you in terms of what you're selling and and how how it makes sense. I know we we here at the Body Lock generally say everything is 18 plus we, we you can read articles that's just you know whatever but all of our videos are 18 plus mark and stuff like that so uh that's we, we are on the same page there for sure um you know the, the industry has to go towards that demographic because that's the demographic that's going to pay um unfortunately for a lot of people in the industry i i again like there are certain promoters that talk to talk and don't necessarily walk to walk I talk to talk and I walk to walk, man. I'm, I'm the real deal. I don't, uh, I live in Thailand. I see fights every day, every day. It's what I do. And I still, even though I see children in fighting in Thailand, I'm one of the people that kind of advocates for blood testing over here. I, I advocate for, uh, the events to have some more structure than they than they do. I'm trying to help out on all combat sports, not just one. Do you know what I mean? Um, I believe that soccer 
and rugby and cricket and the NFL and everybody else has a leg up on us. And I don't think that it should be one combat sport against another combat sport. I think it should be all of us getting together and going against that, that other one. The problem is, is the demographics that everybody's going after. I mean, you can't fight football. You're in America, so we'll call it soccer. But <laughs> soccer runs the world, man. Soccer runs yes. the universe. Uh, and Messi fans, freaking Ronaldo fans, whoever they are, they're all going after this market of like 15-year-olds, you know? And like, that's not who I, that's not who my audience was supposed to be. My audience was supposed to be Quentin Tarantino fans. My audience was supposed to be Oliver Stone fans. I've, I've been in this industry for over 15 years. and I've always gone at it from a cinematic point of view. I believe that rated R movies are rated R movies for a fucking reason. Right. And I, my shit should not be PG. That's, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Again, I believe this is man's man stuff. These, it depends. You have certain fighters today that are like, I'm not a fighter. I'm a martial artist. I'm an athlete. And I want to be treated as such. Good. You have that option. Most of the people that I grew up with, though, like I never wanted to be. When I was fighting Muay Thai, I never wanted to be considered an athlete. I was a Muay Thai fighter. I was a fucking fighter. Break my nose. Break my jaw. Come at me, bro. You know what I mean? That was the way that I always rolled. And that's the way I think that there's a lot, you know, dude, there's a lot of man's man out there right now that once again are frustrated, you know what I mean? And they need to blow it off. And events need to be had so those people don't go out and rob people, you know, <laughs> so that cars don't get jacked, you know? <laughs> there needs to be an outlet for that type of human being. And I will provide that out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a brand you could sell. I mean, you sold me on it. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that that's something in terms of that. It, it's different than what the UFC is trying to do. It's different than what Bellator or some of these other approaches try to do. It, it's a unique brand perspective, as you mentioned right now in, in the current uh, business climate makes a lot of sense. Now, now partnering with Cam Soda, uh, you know, after this event happened, did you get any feedback from them? Were they happy? Were, are you going to look to partner with them continuing down the line? Loved it. Yeah, I mean, can I be honest with you? You want to be smart? Yeah. Honest? yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the most, I, I possibly think it was the most successful one-off show that's like ever happened. I'm dead, I'm dead serious about that. And like, you'll go and you'll look at the YouTube numbers and you won't think that they're very high, but like, it's all, it's all relative, right? Like we didn't pay for any marketing, bro. Campso didn't pay for any marketing. And to have like Chris Cyborg tweet about Ali Muhammad because she's been to Thailand before and eaten at his barbecue, we didn't pay for Chris Cyborg to tweet about it. You know what I mean? That's huge. George Masvidal gave us a shout out. That's huge. You know I mean? Um, again, like, I, I paid for no marketing. We did the show within three weeks. Huge success. And, and by the way, this isn't going to ruin anything for you because I know that you're in the mix. Mm -hmm. But most shows are not profitable, right? The business model of the company has it done so that they are a marketing show onto a marketing show onto a marketing show onto a press show onto a... You're with me, right? I mean, all the way back to the yeah. Vince McMahon days, Right. And yeah. Monday Night Raw was made to sell the pay-per-views at the end of the month, right? Dude, this show was over-the-top successful. Over-the-top successful. Uh, I, and again, people are like, well, how are you going to top it? You wait, motherfucker. You wait. I'm, I'm going to have some midgets fighting on the next one. You will, you will be satisfied. Um, it was hugely successful, man. And they loved it. We loved it. Uh, we immediately started talking about a next date. Um, my wife is eight months pregnant at the moment. Um, so I'm having my second baby boy on October 12th. And, uh, and I'm going to take a little bit of time to do that and be like an actual human. And 
but we will get right back onto fight circus right away. I already have matchups going right now. Um, and I believe we will, we will set the date next week and we should be go time middle of November, like November 15th or the following weekend after that. But like no later than that. Gotcha. So yeah. I mean, and, and you're getting, you're getting the first scoop. I mean, like we are doing volume two right away. Awesome. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for breaking the news here and, and congratulations. Uh, you know, that's awesome that you're going to have a child in, in a month or so. That's congrats. Uh, and, and you brought up an amazing point uh, in terms of margins, right? And people don't think about that. People, something I see in, because in my, my job that I do outside of covering MMA, you know, I'm doing consulting. I'm in the business world working with startups. So much of it is simply, as you said, to get to the next event. It's not profitable. It's let's, you know, get a wash here and let's get to the big. We have one or two big events that are going to bring in a ton of money and everything else is just to pump that up. And so for you guys to pay, no, I would have had no idea that you paid nothing for marketing. That is incredible because this was all over the place. Right. And so I think, I think, I think like, again, like, cause I'm a, I'm a fanboy still. So like, mm -hmm. I think Sherdog like on the Frankie Edgar. I mean, you can go back and check it out, but like on the Frankie Edgar thing on Sherdog, because again, I'm a geek. I think they had like 37 comments. I think we had like 842. Dang, you know? Yeah, that's. And, and again, like, I mean, it's a different beast. It's a different animal. Um, but I mean, you know, also like I'm I'm in a portion of the world where. You know, no, I mean, dude, what, what's the number two organization to you? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, right. I mean, in, in this side of the world, right. It's, it's Bellator. It's, they got the, Bellator. you know, biggest names, the outside of UFC, at least for the U or for the American fan, North American fan. Correct. Correct. And, and over here, you know, I would still say that it's Bellator, but one championship is creeping in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, well, again, I, I would like to kind of be the exact opposite of that in terms of Asia. If they're going after Asian superheroes, I'm going after, again, two versus one Russian crazy fights. I'm going after wizard sleeve fights. I'm going after only kicking fights. I'm going after human cockfighting. Um, you know, uh, uh, again, like, man, it's frustrating for me because I am a huge fight fan. But when I watch Bellator, None of the people over here know who they are. None of the people. You know what I mean? Um, I was I was at a restaurant earlier tonight, Ali's Barbecue, and and Bellator was on, and just they're not having such an impact over here, and and that's fine. You know what I mean? Again, they're doing their their thing. They're doing their business model. I love when they have legends on there. I love when they have Michael Chandler on there. I love when they have Pitbull on there. But I mean, the facts are facts. Um, UFC won, right? And, and, and the reason I say that isn't necessarily because they won, like, as in they were bought for $4.3 billion or anything like that. I mean that the social norm of casual fans, you know, they follow the UFC. So, you, so I, I don't know how, I don't know how it must be to be Patricky. You know what I mean? But I bet that dude goes out to restaurants all the time and is like, I'm an MMA fighter. And people are like, oh, you're a UFC fighter? And he's like, ah, ah, ah. You know what I mean? I bet, I bet you Michael Chandler goes out all the time. He's like, yo, I can whip half of the UFC roster's ass. And I bet you just random, casual, nonchalant, the social norm. Well, I've never heard of you because you're not in the UFC. And that, that must suck on like a little bit of a, of a, a degree. You know what I mean? I mean, you and I both know personally, like I know plenty of fighters that are not in the UFC that could easily be in the UFC. Right. Oh yeah. Tough. Yeah. But you and I don't make the market. Unfortunately, you and I don't buy the tickets. You and I don't buy, you know what I mean? I, do you even pay for the pay-per-views? <laughs> I, I do, but Sometimes, well, or sometimes. I, that, or I 
I go to a bar, but now I'm paid for the pay-per-views, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I mean, but the, but back to brass tacks, I mean, the, the fact is, is the majority of MMA fans are shitty. They're just, they just don't pay for, for tickets. They don't pay for the merch. They don't pay for food and beverage. They ask to go to free for shows. They, they kind of suck. And I think it's the reason why our industry isn't as big as it could be. And, and I would agree. And again, great points in terms of, you know, UFC won the brand war. There's no doubt about it. It's, you know, I've, I've had interactions with people in real life where they say, oh, you cover, cover UFC. Do you train UFC? And I'm thinking that that's what MMA is, right? And it's, it's, it's got to be frustrating for anyone outside of that promotion. They, they did a phenomenal job of building that brand as the entire sport and translating that to, to the casual fan. Even though it's not true, that, that's what they translated was UFC equals MMA. That's what they got through the casual fan. And, and that, yeah. And then, and that's, that's what, why, why we're in the situation we are today with Bellator and, and, you know, in the, you know, in Asia, which is a huge market, right? They've, UFC has been making plenty of moves over there. They've, they've got China with Wally Zhang. They've got media rights deals going on over there now. Uh, Abu Dhabi, they're trying to get over to that spot. You mentioned one championship is kind of uh, creeping in to their market a little bit. One thing that you brought up on the Asian MMA podcast with um, Mr. Whitelaw, who I'm a big fan of, uh, is that, uh, you know, you said that Fight Circus is kind of, you know, for the hardcore, hardcore, and they're going more for towards the casual fan. But one thing I noticed with with Fight Circus was I had a couple of friends who uh, and, and my girlfriend, actually, who generally doesn't watch fights that often, immediately be attracted to to the style of fights you were putting on so do you believe that there is a a good way to use that style and bring in the casual audience for things like fight circus yeah i mean you're hitting it on the nose and you're you're going towards where i'm going i mean like i personally don't mind pissing off uh fight bands because i don't really think they contribute um if I had my choice, would I rather have the comedy fans be on board than the fight fans? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Way bigger market. Way bigger market. I mean, the, the plans for Fight Circus, again, like, we talk to comedians all the time. And I was supposed to have comedians on board with multiple of my uh, FMD shows. Some happened, some didn't. You know what I mean? Um, but I will tell you that if in the future this goes the way that I want, yeah, there'll be guys like Andrew Schultz. You know what I mean? There'll be guys like Bill Burr already did a uh, rough and rowdy. You know, I'm from Boston, Bangkok, either one. Um, <laughs> if I can have Bill Burr be a uh, commentator for me in the future, fuck yeah, I'll have him. Um, and that's not far off. Are you with me? And if the yeah. fight fans reject it, A-OK, buddy. A-OK. You've got so much fights that you can go check out. I mean, again, when I was a diehard UFC fan, it was like a pay-per-view four times a year, five times a year. You got psyched over it. Well, now it's kind of watered down. They've got Dana White's Contender Series. You've got the Tough Show coming back. You've got uh, fight nights happening all the time. They're an ESPN product. And everybody's shooting to be an ESPN product. Well, guess what? I'm not fucking shooting to be an ESPN product. I do not want anything to do with that. I work for Fox. Fox is great. They're also the devil. Depends on how you want to look at it. Um, you, you know what I mean? They make you do certain things that artistically you would never really want to do. You know? And I mean, I think there are so many people that, that are out there that are kind of in your position, and I'm not like shining it back on you or anything, but I think there are so many people that think that they want to work for the UFC. And then when you go to Vegas and you work and you work with the UFC, because I've done multiple shows, you see who's thriving in the UFC environment. And it's 27-year-old women, right? It's 27-year-old women who don't give a fuck about fighting. Why are they crushing it at the UFC? Well, because they're not fanboys. So they don't have any problem working in in that environment. They're just there to text, do the, oh, hey. 
Hi, how are you? It's so good to see you. He's right over here. Come this way. Talk to him and then leave. That's the way it is because it's a super corporate corporate structure. So you might think that you want to work for the UFC. And then once you've got the chance to work for the UFC, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are you in for a rude awakening? You now have, you now have no friends. You have, you have no ability to speak your mind. You have, you know, I mean, again, like, it, it's a job now. It's a job. And a job ain't nothing but work. Yeah, no, I'm, I am very much of the mindset. I'm, I'm loving what you're saying, especially in regards to the, the corporate, you know, structure there. Cause yes, I feel like a lot of fans and, and a lot of media people that I know, uh, you know, some understand that and they say, no, I don't want to work for the UFC. I, I will cover them, but I want to work for some of these other outlets where I have more freedom. Others are, are gunning for the UFC, like you've talked about. And in all of that, it's the difference between, you know, the corporate world where you're working at a Fidelity Investments or a Charles Schwab or huge bank versus a startup in Austin where everyone is, you know, having parties and there's a bunch of it's you're free to do whatever you want. It's a completely different world that a lot of people don't realize. And I, I think right there, you, you, you nailed it in terms of UFC is that giant Walmart, uh, Amazon. The Amazon. <laughs> yeah. The Amazon yeah. of the Viking. I mean, Dana is the Bezos. They look the same, except chubbier, <laughs> balder, or however you want to go with it. But I mean, you know, and again, yeah. bro, like my hat's off. I'm still, I mean, one of the things that I love about what I've done is I'm still a fan, man. Like, how many people do you know get into this industry? And and the moment that the uh curtain is pulled back, they lose all their passion for the sport. They lose all their passion for the growth of the game. And I haven't lost it, man, by, by staying true to myself and by staying true to, like, the Asian MMA community that I have around me. Bro, I don't have to lose any of that. I can still go to the bar on a Sunday morning, your Saturday night, and I can still rock it, have a couple pints with friends, talk shit. You know what I mean? Have it be everything that I wanted NFL to be over in Thailand. Right. But I don't have to fucking lose my soul and say that I'm giving respect to somebody that I don't feel needs respect. How about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that, that is a, a polite way to put it. I think I know what you're talking about. And that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, outside of what you've done with, uh, you know, Fight Circus and, and Full Metal Dojo. I know you, you've got your hand in a lot of different projects. Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, working with other promotions. You mentioned KFC Asia in some interviews. How have those things been going uh, with COVID? I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned some of the logistical problems with, with just Fight Circus. What's it been like to try and get some of those other promotions up and running or, or working well, with everything going on? WLC has been the most interesting, and that's like my other very very like i'm very very passionate about wlc uh i think letway is the shit um if you've ever been to a live fight show again when you're at a live fight show the hair is standing up on the back of your neck you're freaking out right you got the lights camera action you got the music and then you got these two dudes going at it and there is nothing more going at it than two people fighting bare knuckle plus headbutts in Burma. You know what I mean? It's the big ugly brother of Muay Thai. Muay Thai minus the gloves plus headbutts. That's what the WLC is. And I, Gerald Ong, as they call him in the in uh, America, NG, Gerald I think is the shit. I think that he really has stumbled on to something and I think that it could go very, very far. We were supposed to be in America this year. We were supposed to be in America during Fight Week. That was the plan. Mm -hmm. UFC Fight Week. Um, on UFC Fight Pass. In July. And obviously because of COVID, that isn't happening. Um, I just rocked two of the WLC shows. Um, which again, we rocked in, in uh, Chiang Mai. And I mean, again, I'm actually not even sure if I'm supposed to be saying this because it's 
you know, there's, as already said, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, it, it, it basically, you have to work across borders because certain countries don't have enough fighters in them to be able to pull off a full show, right? right. I am very fortunate in terms of, of Thailand because so many fighters got stuck here. They're stuck. Can't go anywhere else. And I mean, that kind of sucks for them, but it also op opens opportunities. Um, personally, again, I, I see a lot of legs with WLC. I see a lot of legs with WLC. I think that, I think that a lot of people in America will start tuning in. I think that the group that's behind WLC, I've met them all, and Zay, who is the man in charge of that shit, um, he's doing it for nationalistic purposes. He wants to put Myanmar on the map. He wants to put Burma on the map. What better way to put Burma on the map than have their national sport get limelighted? You know what I mean? Um, and if you don't know what I mean, I mean, like, again, let's be super dorks right now. You got Brave, right? You got Brave, right. who I'm also a huge fan of. Been to numerous Brave shows. I've been to Bahrain. The Hawk is the man. The Prince is the man. But, but why isn't Brave kicking off, man? Like, why isn't it? You know? They've got so much backing. They've got so much money behind them. They're going to different countries all, all the time. But I just think, again, that the UFC umbrella covers so much weight in terms of the casual fan that people aren't looking at Brave. And I think that that's sad, you know? But then again, like, I'm a hardcore dork, bro. You know, like, I, 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 I'm the type of, type of guy that, like, when Nirvana came out, I was like, that's my band. You can't listen to them. I'm the only one that can listen to them. I'm a Nirvana <laughs> fan. And that's the way that most, like, hardcore MMA fans still are. Like, I like it. You can't like it. I'm going to tear down what you like. And, and, and aside from that, I mean, like, in terms of promotionals, you know, if you're a good businessman, you can make money off of events coordination. But if you're not a good businessman, you're throwing fucking money onto the fire, bro. Yeah. No, I mean, like you mentioned it earlier with the mar margins are everything and, and especially in events coordination and you know it, you you mentioned brave brave has had a couple people now we, we just saw last last weekend um otman azatar go in there and starch karma worthy who was you know the favorite in many people's minds uh but the, again you're right the ufc umbrella is too big and i'm also with you with wlc i've seen Several of my media friends who are, are hardcore like me lo love to watch every fight they of anything they possibly can have really been attracted to that stuff. I definitely think they have a unique model where they fit a great niche that's in between, you know, people that are, are all about boxing, want more hardcore stuff like the UFC, but don't want the UFC products. I think, you know, WLC and Muay Thai is that that niche that Muay Thai gets slightly, but with the headbutts and that hardcore aspect really takes it to another level. So I, I believe there's definitely a, a big room for growth of that sport in the U S and, and across the world, really. Um, I'll, and, I'll and, give you another one. If you don't mind, yeah. if you oh, don't yeah. mind me, in. BKFC, bro. I'm mm -hmm. talking to Dave Feldman all the time now. And Dave Feldman, uh, my mother lives in Philadelphia. We have similar friends that, like, know, like I know his dad. His dad was the man. Dad, Marty Feldman was the fucking man. So, like, I'm talking about trying to bring them out to Asia. Now, when I'm talking about bringing them out to Asia, I'm not talking about it from an Asian standpoint, bro. I'm talking about it from what I think the U.S. will still get on board. Imagine if we do a BKFC on an island out here. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bare knuckle dragon. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like where it's, where it's BKFC rules in the round ring, done with their product, but still done from my point of uh, cinematic view. You know? Yeah. If, if FMD, if FMD and, and BKFC can come to sort, some sort of, Synergy, which I believe will happen, 
I think BKFC back in the States will go on to a, I think that I could fucking crush that. I, 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 I want to work with them real bad. And I, I, again, like, I think we can knock it out the box. Yeah. And uh, we've had, you know, uh, we've had Dave Feldman on this, this show before, and he's always open to experimenting and doing new ideas, pushing the envelope when it comes to live event promotion. I would love to sign me right up. If you get your cinematic vision as, you know, the director, so to speak, plus the BKFC, that's, oh man, that would be incredible. Uh, that, yes. that would be awesome. So I, I'm all about that. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to cover real quick, and, and again, I appreciate the time. This has been an amazing conversation. I love talking business with you. That's It's awesome to talk to someone where we can just be candid about the way things are working in the fight game. Uh, you know, and the, uh, another thing that uh, happened, which uh, for you right before the pandemic hit, I believe, was you signed up for uh, that the show Eat, Play, Fight, right? Which was supposed to be a travel show, going around and doing that. Uh, what's what's the status of that, given everything going on with, with COVID? Oh, it's the biggest, it's the big, I mean, it's the biggest joke in my life, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like living the dream. You sign your biggest contract of a lifetime. You sign a, a huge contract to do a travel show, a food show involving sports, involving fights. Our first one goes down in Vegas with Connor. You're meeting Connor. You're hanging out with him and him and Cerrone backstage. And then you get back to your country. And so the whole thing was powered by Chong. And Chong doesn't want anything that's in Thailand. So the whole, the whole show is, it's not shut down. I mean, like we're definitely starting it up and we're definitely going back at it again. But I mean, how hilarious is it on a, and I'm, and again, you've kind of probably noticed that I'm a glasses half full type of guy. Right. Half empty. But yeah, like, um, man, you know, it's such a funny twist of fate in terms of life. You you sign the biggest deal of your life to do a travel show, dreams come true, and hey, I'm just gonna punch you in the dick, straight shaft, no nuts, and you don't get to do anything. You know, uh, me and me and Andy were like living the dream, bro. In February, we were talking about. So the one thing is, they allowed me to start covering soccer. So we were supposed to cover Manchester United versus Leicester City in May. This was going to bring me to another level type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And shit happened. You know what I mean? Roll, roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Have your body get out of the way. Have those love handles move out of the fucking way because they are going to get socked out of the way and you're going to get a kidney shot, a liver shot. And you're going to fall out of the way. But I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, shit happens. I, but personally, I mean, fuck it. I'll, I'll get through it. Yeah, I have I have no doubt that you will, you, you will persevere through. I mean, glass half full, half, half a guy. You, the fact that you were able to put on the fight circus, you know, with all of that backs, just because I've been in the, the, the events industry for a small part of my career, I, what you just talked about, I don't feel like, I feel like people that haven't been in the event industry don't understand just how hard it would be to do everything you talked about in terms of getting that last minute venue change, getting the ring set up right after the nightclub. So if you're able to pull that off, I have no doubt you'll be able to, you know, really kick this into full gear, find a way around this. And, you know, I'm sure that, that that big moment will still come. It's just a little delayed at this point because of Correct. COVID, which, you know, that's that's how it goes sometimes. But uh, great, great life yeah, advice. But again, it, it allows us, I mean, it allows us to sidestep, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't think, so we were always looking at a fight circus. We were always looking at, like, at, 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 at FMV, I don't want to compete, bro. I don't want to compete against any of the big guys. I'm on all of their radars and they shit on me. You know what I mean? And um, it's tough because because even when they're anti-bullying, they bully the fuck out of you. 
You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, so like, it's, it, it's, it's just tough, but like, so we were already going the direction of that. You know, the funny thing is, is it, it's all promotion. You know, it still breaks down. Like it's like Dr. Dre said, it's all entertainment. It's all entertainment, bro. So like a, a hilarious, you know, I'm, I'm again, this isn't like picking on Bellator, but like, you know, I had my Joe versus Schmo fight, right? A mm-hmm. dude with seven and oh against a dude that's oh no. I'm pretty sure they've had that too. Yeah. Just they, were, just they promoted it champion versus champion type of shit. And I promoted it Joe versus Schmo. But if you go back and look at the records of some of these fights on some of these promotions, it's the same thing that I'm doing. I mean, I'm not doing anything like, again, behind the scenes. We're behind the scenes right now. You know, we're breaking the fourth wall right now. We're breaking the fourth wall. I'm not doing anything that's dangerous. You know what I mean? Like in terms of fights and stuff, I still, dude, I still blood test all my fighters. I still do everything above board, right? It's just the way that I promote it that's different and Yo, those motherfuckers do exactly the same shit I do, except they call it champion versus champion, and I say schmo versus pro. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, even look at Dana White's Contender Series just a couple of days ago where they had uh, Daniel Wolf, or actually yesterday, man, it feels like forever ago, uh, they had Daniel Wolf, you know, who is, is a well-known boxer, but that was her first, that was her MMA debut against someone who was 5-0. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, so. And again, like you, you recognize that I could have promoted that as oh, yeah. female professional boxer versus female professional MMA fighter, person with O and O versus five and O. Who's gonna win it? Who's gonna win it? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? It's all yeah. in how that that is promoted. Uh, I mean, bro, and. A majority of my fighters have gotten eaten up by one, right? Which leaves me at a fucking loss. Right. You know, the moment that they're on my, the moment that I put them on a radar, they get a little bit of fame and then larger fucking organizations come and pay them more. And I'm not going to pay them more. But what's funny when we're going about margins, and again, now I I, I get to really have fun because are they ever going to, are they ever going to steal the B-boy from me? Are they ever going to steal Ali Mohammed, the barbecue king of kebab, from me? Well, if they do, they have to change their whole fucking business model. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, and, and that's have that's fun, a great... Have fun with that. Have <laughs> fun with that, you know? Whereas I get to say that the king of kebab... Ali Muhammad, 46-year-old Iranian, just beat a 26-year-old Canadian. You know, Ali Muhammad came over to me after after the fights and he goes, I want to fight the two versus one. I want to fight bank and no money. Well, shit, I want to put a barbecue guy against two versus one, too. This all works out. You know, you, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. It, it makes sense. And, you know, what... One promotion, one something that's been back in you know back of my head after I saw Fight Circus, and I've been thinking about a little bit as we've been uh, talking here is you know one one larger promotion that does some of those uh, more of your style. I still not quite at the level, obviously not at the level what you're doing in terms of the brand, but Ryzen has done some kind of you know. Uh, you know what, what we want to call what they brand them as freak show fights. Uh, in, in terms of doing uh, Ryzen cross promotion, because they've done it before, they did it with Bellator. They their whole thing has been a federation of trying to, to get other promotions who still fight, may fight in their own respective organization, then have a cross promotional fight or fight against one of their guys. Have you talked to Ryzen ever about doing something? Along those lines, or I know them all. Um, I was super happy that they gave me support. I support them all the time. I don't think, again, like when you work for one brand, you're 
supposed to not support another brand. Because I'm the leader of my brand, I support all brands, uh, which was the magic that happened for me. Um, bro, they're, they're, you know, they had all, Amir Ali Akbari. They had Top Noi. They had Amp. They've had loads and loads of my fighters. I would, of course, I would co-promote with anybody. I doubt many people will want to co-promote with me in the future. You, you know what I mean? Because I am going off in my own direction and it kind of interferes with the way that they're uh, projected. Um, but, but, but bro, I'm an American that grew up with pride and I loved pride and I want more pride. And I don't feel like pride is hitting. And I don't feel like risen is hitting the note that pride did. Did fight circus hit the note that pride did? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know? And again, if, if and when we have more money behind us, I'll have Jose Canseco back when he's 60. You know what I mean? And I want him to fight Johnny Damon. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that was the fight. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, um, hey man, like again, huge fan of Risen. Huge fan, so I would love to love to do it with them, but I have no idea. Um, I don't think the world has any idea either. I think everybody's kind of screwed for the time being. Uh, back in July, I used to make plans. I don't make plans anymore. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that sentiment, especially given the way the world's on. Uh, and so I, re I really want to thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for breaking the news about Fight Circus Volume 2 coming at the latest mid-November. That's awesome. Uh, is there anything else out there you want to promote? Anything you want to, you know, you know, in terms of just what you're doing, anything like that? Where can we find you? Where, where can people go to Twitter and, and Instagram to find you to find? I've, I love what you're you put on the way, too. No. I will not be on Twitter. I will not be on Instagram. You can see me on, on Facebook if you want. I do not want to be an influencer. I am not trying to be famous. I do not even want it to happen. I mean, the best thing that could happen to me is that I blow up in America and and work it out in a Thai box. You know what I mean? But, man, again, like I said, I do not feel like I'm doing children's shit. I'm doing man's man shit over here. I don't want fucking anybody to... And I'm not trying to be a celebrity. I don't, I don't fucking care. Um, personally, you want to know what I want you to know? Yeah. Is that I'm going to do a real life battle of the bands. Ooh. And the next one. So I'm going to have one band that is a hardcore punk band from Thailand. Three members in that band, like, like Nirvana. Bass player, drummer, singer, guitar player. And then I have a Rage Against the Machine band. Four people. <laughs> Right, and they will play their walkouts. They will walk into the ring, and then they will fight. Real life battle of the bands. Two that bands fighting each other. Real life battle of the bands. That's fucking happening. That is genius, sir. I take take all of my money. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's oh, man. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for the breaking news. Thanks for the time, and really appreciate you being on, man. We're we're definitely gonna have to have you back after Fight Circus Volume Two, or maybe the leading up to to promote it. If we if we can, our small little outlet can help. All about that for, for sure, man. For sure. Thank you for having me as well, bro.